0: Welcome to season three of A New Voice of Freedom. The podcasts are taken from the four volumes in defense of Christianity, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is a part of a series we call Poets' Corner. Today's feature is from Book Seven, Part 14 of Milton's Paradise Lost. Podcast 183 is entitled The Story of Creation, Part One.
1: In Book 7, Raphael explains to Adam and Eve about the creation of the earth. Milton writes in his preface to Book 7,
0: Raphael, at the request of Adam, relates how and wherefore this world was first created. That God, after the expelling of Satan and his angels out of heaven, declared his pleasure to create another world and other creatures to dwell therein, sends his Son with glory and attendants of angels, to perform the work of creation in six days. The angels celebrate with hymns and performance thereof, and his reascention into heaven.
1: Raphael explains to Adam that before coming to earth, they lived in heaven with God.
0: Descend from heaven, Urania, by that name, if rightly thou art called, whose voice divine following above the Olympian hill I soar, above the flight of Pegasian wing, the meaning, not the name I call. For thou, nor of the Muses nine, nor on the top of old Olympus dwellest, but heavenly born, before the hills appeared or fountains flowed, thou with eternal wisdom did converse, wisdom thy sister, and with her didst play in presence of the Almighty Father, pleased with thy celestial song.
1: Milton points out that the story of creation precedes the Greek myth that God existed before Mount Olympus. In other words, Milton is asserting that God is creator of heaven and earth and there is no other God. A veil has been drawn over Adam's mind and he does not remember his former home. Therefore, Raphael reminds Adam that he once lived with his father in heaven. He further teaches him of the war in heaven against Lucifer and warns him to beware of the wiles of Satan. He also warns Adam not to eat of the fruit of the tree of knowledge of good and evil.
0: Say, goddess, what ensued when Raphael, the affable archangel, had forewarned Adam by dire example to beware apostasy? By what befell in heaven to those apostates, lest the like befall in paradise to Adam or his race. charged not to touch the interdicted tree if they transgress. And slight that sole command, so easily obeyed amid the choice of all tastes else to please their appetite, though wandering. He, with his consorted Eve, the story heard attentive, and was filled with admiration and deep muse to hear of things so high and strange, things to their thoughts so unimaginable as hate in heaven and war so near the peace of God in bliss with such confusion, but the evil soon driven back, redounded as a flood on those from whom it sprung, impossible to mix with blessedness.
1: Milton emphasized that Lucer had no chance at defeating God, quote, driven back, redounded as a flood on those from whom it sprang, impossible to mix with blessedness, unquote. Book seven addresses the limits of knowledge, Raphael instructs Adam on what knowledge he should pursue and what knowledge he should not pursue. Adam is curious about the tree of knowledge of good and evil. It is an ageless question. When is too much knowledge detrimental? What should bear boundaries? In Book 7, Milton attempts to answer that question. The dialogue in Book 7 is between Adam and the archangel Raphael. It is also between Adam and God and between Elohim and Jehovah. It is mostly between Adam and Raphael, however, the angel who has been assigned to watch over Adam and Eve.
0: Whence Adam soon repealed the doubts that in his heart arose, and now led on, yet sinless, with desire to know what nearer might concern him, how his world of heaven and earth conspicuous first began, when and whereof created, for what cause? what within Eden or without was done before his memory. As one whose drought yet scarce allayed still eyes the current stream, whose liquid murmur heard new thirst excites, proceeds thus to ask his heavenly guest.
1: Adam, speaking for all of us, wants to know how the world began, when it was created, who created it, and why it was created. Because of the veil over his mind, Adam doesn't remember anything. He continues to question Raphael.
0: How first began this heaven which we behold distant so high, with moving fires adorned innumerable, and this which yields or fills all space, the ambient air wide interfused, embracing round the florid earth? What cause moved the Creator in his holy rest through all eternity so late to build in chaos? And the work began. How soon absolved, if, unforbid, thou mayst unfold what we, not to explore the secrets, ask of his eternal empire. But the more to magnify his works, the more we know.
1: Adam reassures Raphael that he wants greater knowledge so that he can better magnify God. He wants to know why God created the earth out of chaos. Raphael answers.
0: And thus the godlike angel answered mild. This also thy request with caution asked obtain. Though to recount almighty works what words or tongue of seraph can suffice, or heart of man suffice to comprehend, yet what thou canst attain, which best may serve to glorify the Maker and infer thee also happier, shall not be withheld thy hearing. Such commission from above I have received to answer thy desire of knowledge within bonds beyond abstain to ask nor let thine own inventions hope things not revealed which the invisible king only omniscient hath suppressed in night to none communicable in earth or heaven enough is left besides to search and know but knowledge is as food and needs no less her temperance over appetite to know and measure what the mind may well contain oppresses else with surfeit, and soon turns wisdom to folly as nourishment to wind.
1: Raphael tells Adam that he will answer his questions because it will help Adam to better glorify God. That is Raphael's criteria. It is not to vent his curiosity. He cautions Adam not to ask for forbidden knowledge. God in his wisdom keeps some knowledge hidden. Some knowledge, however, Adam must search for himself through his own power of induction. He cautions that overindulgence of knowledge is like overindulgence of food. Gluttony is a sin and will turn wisdom to folly and nourishment to famine. Raphael begins with the fall of Lucifer. It is clear that Milton gained his information from the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament and the book of Revelation in the New Testament. Milton was a biblical scholar.
0: Know then, that after Lucifer from heaven, so call him brighter once amidst the host of angels than that star the stars among, fell with his flaming legions through the deep into his place. And the great sun returned, victorious with his saints, the omnipotent Eternal Father from his throne beheld their multitude, and to his Son thus spoke.
1: Adam is told that Lucifer was once one of the brightest stars in heaven. He was cast out of heaven by Christ. Raphael then relates the conversation between Elohim and Jehovah, the Father and the Son.
0: At least our envious foe hath failed, who thought all like himself rebellious, by whose aid this inaccessible high strength, the seat of deity suprema, us dispossess. He trusted to have seized and into fraud drew many, whom their place knows here no more. Yet far the greater part have kept, I see their station. Heaven, yet populous, retains number sufficient to possess her realms though wide, and this great temple to frequent with ministries due and solemn rites. But least his heart exalt him in the harm already done, To have dispeopled heaven, my damage fondly deemed, I can repair.
1: God, speaking to Jehovah, points out that Lucifer failed. And though many followed him, more followed God. Furthermore, though a third part were lost, the rest can be saved. God continues.
0: That detriment, if such it be to lose self-lost, and in a moment will create another world. Out of one man a race of men innumerable there to dwell, not here, till by degrees of merit raised they open to themselves at length the way up hither. Under long obedience tried and earth be changed to heaven and heaven to earth, one kingdom, joy and union without end.
1: God points out that those who rebelled in heaven were self-lost. In other words, they chose to rebel. They chose to forsake God and the joys of heaven. Milton rejected the entire idea of predestination. In Milton's eyes, God wants to save everyone who will allow himself to be saved. Again, Milton is justifying the ways of God to man. God announces to his beloved son that he will create a new world and out of one lineage, Adam and Eve, an entire race will be born. God is speaking of the spirits who fought with Michael against Lucifer. They will be the ones who will come to earth and gain a body through Adam's lineage. In other words, all who are born on earth are children of God, of one race, one heritage, and one God. The purpose of earth is to give us free will that we may choose to return to live with God, or not to live with God. Satan is allowed on earth only because agency requires that we be enticed by both Christ and by Satan. The war in heaven was extended to allow every child of God to choose for himself or herself whom he or she would follow. It is the same on earth. Satan will be defeated and bound and eventually chained forever. The purpose of earth is to allow mankind to exercise free will. God will win the eternal battle between good and evil. Eventually, earth will be changed to heaven, and there will be one kingdom and endless joy. God charges Christ to carry out his commands. He commissions Christ to create earth and man. The Spirit of the Father will always be with his Son.
0: Meanwhile, inhabit lacks ye powers of heaven, and thou my word, begotten Son, by thee this I perform. Speak thou, and be it done. My overshadowing spirit and might with thee I send along. Ride forth and bid the deep within appointed bounds be heaven and earth. Boundless the deep, because I am who fill infinitude, nor vacuous the space. Though I uncircumscribe myself retire, and put not forth my goodness, which is free to act or not. Necessity and chance approach me not and what I will is fate.
1: Our Heavenly Father commissions His Son Jesus Christ to create the world, that His Spirit will be with Christ. The Father emphasizes that we are free to act or not to act, and so is Christ. This is the great paradox. On the one hand, God knows what will happen, but that does not mean that He caused it to happen. He emphasizes that it is neither by chance nor by necessity. In other words, it is by free will. However, the paradox is that the will of God is fate. Christ immediately carries out the will of the Father.
0: So spoke the Almighty, and to what he spoke his word, the filial godhood gave effect. Immediate are the acts of God, more swift than time or motion, but to human ears cannot without process of speech be told. So told as earthly notions can receive. Great triumph and rejoicing was in heaven. When such was heard, declared the Almighty's will. Gloria, they sang to the Most High, good will to future men, and in their dwellings,
1: peace. There is great rejoicing in heaven when the faithful spirits hear the news. One cannot help but recall the words of the Lord to Job, which Milton also clearly had in mind when he wrote the above.
0: Where wast thou when I laid the foundations of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. Who hath laid the measure thereof, if thou knowest, or who hath stretched the line upon it? Whereupon are the foundations thereof fastened? Or who laid the cornerstone thereof, when the morning stars sang together, and all the sons of God shouted for joy? Job 38, 4-7
1: songs of praise are sung.
0: Glory to him whose just avenging ire had driven out the ungodly from his sight and the habitations of the just. To him glory and praise, whose wisdom had ordained good out of evil to create, instead of spirits maligned, a better race to bring into their vacant room and thence diffuse his goods to worlds and ages infinite. So sang the hierarchies.
1: The angels rejoiced that Satan was cast out of heaven. Furthermore, good will come out of evil, meaning that Satan's plans will be thwarted on earth just as they were in heaven. That is another grand paradox of Christianity. Satan is necessary for agency, yet Satan does not comprehend the mind of God. Because of the war in heaven, mankind is a better race. Though many followed Lucifer, more remained faithful to Christ. They became stronger. Thus, good comes out of evil. It is the only pathway to becoming more like God. Satan does not comprehend the infinite atonement of Christ or the necessity of free will. Satan thinks evil continually, yet God turns evil to good. Milton introduces our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ.
0: Meanwhile the sun on his great expedition now appeared, girt with omnipotence, with radiance crowned of majestic divine, sapience and love immense, and all his father in him shone. About his chariot numberless were poured, cherub and seraph, potentates and thrones and virtues, winged spirits and chariots winged from the armory of God where stand of old myriads between two brazen mountains lodged against a solemn day. Harness at hand celestial equipage, and now came forth, spontaneous, from within them spirit lived, attendant on their Lord. Heaven opened wide her ever-during gates, harmonious sound on golden hinges moving, to let forth the king of glory in his powerful word and spirit coming to create new worlds. On heavenly ground they stood, and from the shore they viewed the vast immeasurable Abyss, outrageous as a sea, dark, wasteful, wild, up from the bottom turned by furious winds and surging waves as mountains to assault heaven's height, and with the center mix the pole.
1: Before even coming to earth, Christ was God. Christ was omniscient and omnipotent. His radiance crowned of majestic divine, sapience and love immense, and all his Father in him shone. Christ did not come to earth to become God. Christ came to earth that we may become more like God. Under the direction of the Father, Christ creates the world. He creates everything that lives in the world, including man. Christ speaks, and the world comes into being.
0: Silence, ye troubled waves, and thou deep. Peace, said the omnific word, your discord end. Nor stayed by on the wings of cherubim uplifted, in paternal glory rode far into chaos and the world unborn. For chaos heard his voice. Him, all his train followed in bright possession to behold creation, and the wonders of his might. Then stayed the fervent wheels, and in his hands he took the golden compasses, prepared in God's eternal store to circumscribe the universe and all created things. One foot he centered, and the other turned round through the vast profundity obscure, and said, Thus far extended, thus far thy bounds, this be thy just circumference, O world. Thus God the heaven created, thus the earth, matter unformed and void. Darkness profound covered the abyss, but on the watery calm his brooding wings the spirit of God outspread, and vital virtue infused, and vital warmth throughout the fluid mass, but downward perched the black, tartarius cold, infernal dregs, adverse to life then founded, then conglobed like things to like, the rest to several places disparted, and between spun out the air, and earth self-balanced on her center hung.
1: Christ creates the world out of chaos, bringing order from disorder. It is clear that Milton draws heavily upon the story of creation found in the book of Genesis and the book of Job. In part two of book seven, Milton describes the six days of creation. This will be presented in podcast number 188.
0: Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.
1: In Defense of Christianity is available at RonaldMesser.com.